The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning to you and welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Good morning. In the Central Time Zone. Good afternoon in the East Coast. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my bearded friend, Mr. Mike Fiello. Mike, you look you look good in that. What? Some guys don't look good in beards. Dude, you are rocking it. Well, you know, I'll tell you, when this gray started filtering in, it actually, <laughs> the word distinguished came to mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I'm liking it. I, several times throughout the years, I've tried it, and uh, I don't like it. But uh, I'm going to hang on to this one, though. So thank you. I, I think I've known you for about 30 years, and I don't ever remember seeing you in a beard. Well, I've always tried and this okay. the itching and then this and then that, but uh, this is comfortable, especially in our area of the country, a little sure. chilly, and uh, it just feels good to get outside and have a little beard. <laughs> well, we're so thankful uh, that you've joined uh, the bearded one, Mr. Mike, this morning, <laughs> and myself. We uh, Eight Days of Hope, we like to share God-sized stories from the mission field, and today we have one of our 160 leaders on with us. His name is Bruce Swires. He uh, lives in Florida, and he helps coordinate so many things for Eight Days of Hope. He's uh, he's, he's a newer leader. He's been a yeah. leader. I think this is his first full year of leading, but boy, he has led in so many other ministries. We're going to talk to him in a little bit. But Mike, three weeks left okay. in the Big Days Conference. Coming, right, oh, three, three. I mean, three weeks from yesterday, we're we're at Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. See, go. you can sing. I can't do that. <laughs> um, did you get it? Did I get what? My Christmas? list. Well, no. Well, I emailed Steve, it to you the other day, man. Come on. My computer's down. <laughs> yeah, your, computer, your computer's <laughs> I'm down. I'm only kidding. Wow. Hey, what an amazing last ninety days for eight days of hope, Mike. You know, okay. as as I think most of our listeners who tune in weekly know, we're a an organization that sends volunteers on a minute's notice all across the country to help those for free who've been affected by natural disasters. Okay. And also we started a new arm where we renovate facilities to provide hope to those who are feeling hopeless, those rescued from sex trafficking. So think natural disasters, human disasters. But Mike, natural disaster-wise, the last 90 days, Crazy. I mean, it's been the one, two, three, four, five punch. It's been nonstop. Yeah, about five hurricanes. Uh, didn't we start in, in South Carolina? We, we, we did. Hurricane Isis came right. in and some tornadoes spawned and, and affected a community in North Carolina. Okay. So you got the Carolina right. I know we've been busy and it's hard to keep up, but we were in uh, Leland, North Carolina, and we did some tree work. And while we were there... There was a windstorm in Cedar Rapids, right? And 35,000 trees were toppled in Cedar Rapids, our home of our Midwest satellite. So we have a facility there. And we were were down there serving. And meanwhile, then Hurricane Laura Laura hits Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, oh my! It was it was the triple header back to back, and then talk about back to back. Then you got Delta on the heels. Yes, of, the same of Laura. area. Yeah, we're just several miles away from each other. Oh my gosh! And then heartbreaking. You know, we're we're down there serving what what seven hundred people during a pandemic mm-hmm. for uh, eight out of nine weeks. Mike, we went down there for five weeks. We uh, went home, cleaned up all the equipment, slept in our own beds, and we went right back. Sure. And I tell you though. God was moving on these trips, Mike. You know, it, some of the stories that we've heard of, of of family members who 
met Jesus for the first time because strangers showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, volunteers right. with Eight Days of Hope yeah. who, who go and serve, and, and the church that we're partnering with, which was Our Savior's Church in Jennings, um, three of them got baptized on a mission trip. Isn't that really, really just met the, well, they're, they're Christians, but then they got yeah. the stir down there. And there was a pastor there to get it done in front of their Eight Days of Hope family. Isn't that exciting? It, it, it is exciting. And so hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families were served all in the name of Jesus. Um, if you don't know anything about Eight Days of Hope, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. In fact, if you go there right now, you're going to see a couple things. Uh, there's a video on the website that shows you what it looks like to be a volunteer when Eight Days of Hope renovates a facility to be used by those rescued from sex trafficking. Excellent video. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, you'll be overwhelmed. And, it, and it's really interviews with our volunteers and mm-hmm. the different skill sets. When you watch that video, Mike, what was going through your mind? Because you had young and old, male and female, but boy, the diversity of the skill sets. Yeah, I mean, that's that always hits you. Any video that we've seen that has been produced for Eight Days of Hope, that's the thing that hits you. Young, old, um, all denominations. But, you know, just they're in, they were intense. I mean, in a good way. They're just really focused. You can see what they were doing. And then... Every once in a while, on some of the other videos, you'd see him just uh, during lunchtime hanging out, talking, and you just get the real vibe of joy in serving and using their skills for God. It's just exciting. Check out the video, really. It was our largest project, and if you look at that video, you'll see what it looks like to renovate a 17,000-square-foot building in roughly 14 to 17 days with about 50 skilled people. If you're skilled with your hands... And and you're and you're wondering, you know, you, you you know, you have a nice career going. Uh, maybe you're booked for the next six eight weeks. Even during a pandemic, a lot of people are staying home. But if you're looking for a way to give back, uh, to maybe even define your legacy, right? Because at the end of the day, it isn't just about building up our four hundred one ks or building up our savings account. Um, please. Take a minute and watch that video. Take nine minutes and watch that video. Sure. But you'll see a fourteen uh, to seventeen day adventure of volunteers coming together and you get to meet painters and electricians and drywall people and flooring. And uh, what, what picture of, of that frame of that video stands out when you think about that? I mean, is there, is there a scene uh, or a volunteer speaking or something? Well, when they went by those swings, oh, I was trying to think, yes. you know, picture what they're going to be used for. And then just, you know, I, I guess about young traffic, Girls came to my mind, like, mm. we're, we're helping them, Lord. We're, we're stepping out and doing something that started way back in 2005. You never thought we'd be into this. Um, but it's just, it, it just joy came to my heart. Sadness came, but I thought, what are those chairs going to be? <laughs> what are yes. swings going to be used for? So at the end of that video, uh, so we partnered with Not Today. It's an organization based in Indianapolis led by Frank Reich and his wife, Linda. Frank, yes, he coaches the Colts, and his wife, um, who's a great helpmate, she's also an amazing leader. Uh, they've started a nonprofit to uh, help children rescued from sex trafficking. In fact, they'll be partnering with ADs Hope for many years to come more on that down the road. But in this facility where children will come and get counseling and aftercare after they've been rescued, uh, they they actually asked us to build two swings okay. inside the building. Mm-hmm. And so in, if you watch the video, Mike, one room is uh, you see a bunch of glass mirrors. That's the dance therapy room. Okay. So they're going to teach dance in there and, and, and allow these children to use dance as a way um, 
uh, as therapy. Yeah. They have an art room. Uh, they have a game room. And in a play area, they have swings inside of a safe facility. Mm. So kids can be kids. They can just learn to grow up again after the horrific experience that they've had. Yeah, yeah. you know, that joy was robbed from them. And sure. we as a body of Christ get a chance to come together and, and work uh, mm. with Eight Days of Hope and other organizations. But sex trafficking is real, uh, yep. and it's the fastest growing crime in the world. But go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, and watch that video. And if you'd be interested in becoming a monthly partner to help us continue in our growth, it's been a busy 90 days. Oh, yes. uh, we want to tell you more about what God is doing. And so we're going to invite you to our first ever town hall meeting. Okay, town hall meeting. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and it's We're easy. not getting into the politics, are we? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We're staying away from that. Oh, I got you. But this Tuesday, December 8th, at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, get your pen out, 7 o'clock Central Time, we're going to invite you to call in and hear for about 30 minutes more about the vision of Eight Days of Hope moving forward in 2021. And you'll be able to send us questions. And awesome. so, yeah, it's going to be a little interactive. It's our first one ever. We expect many people to be on it. Uh, but we're going to give you that phone number. That's this Tuesday night, December 8th. It's free. Um, you know, don't worry. No one's going to, you know, we're not going to follow you up with, you know, 34 phone calls afterwards. But it's 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. And the phone number to call this Tuesday, December 8th at 8 o'clock, is 888-231-5462. 888-231-5462. I'll give it one more time. 888 888- Two three one five four six two. There you go. go. <laughs> December eighth. That's this Tuesday, eight o'clock Eastern time, and it's our first town hall meeting. Mike, that sounds exciting. I I, I can see a lot of people just blowing those phones off the hook because <laughs> that's going to be exciting to well to interact, have the questions, and because there's a lot of lot going on, has gone on, and there's much much more to do down the road. So they're going to want to know about where we're going. You know, we're based in Mississippi. We have a Northeast satellite in New York, a Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids. We hope within a couple of years we'll be out on the West Coast to help out with fires and mudslides. But, you know, Eight Days of Hope, Mike, now has responded to 51 natural disasters. Okay. You know, I don't know if you saw some of the latest numbers. They're they're on the website, but I was looking at them this morning. Uh, we have now served almost 6,800 6, families mm-hmm. uh, by rebuilding their homes after disasters. $53 million of work. Mike, we're only only 180 volunteers away from 40,000 volunteers, <laughs> oh, right? Amazing. And we've traveled to 17 different states. 17. 51 disasters. I'm looking at that. those statistics, too. 51. Wow. Do you know when our rapid response arm started? It started, was it six years ago today, when a snowstorm mm-hmm. of, ep- of epic proportions hit yep. Buffalo, New York. Do you remember I that? I remember well and went down to meet the guys and pray with them and just hang out a little That's bit. That's right. You, and, you're uh, living in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm living in Buffalo. And uh, all these guys that I've gone to other areas and, and hung out with and worked with, <laughs> they're, in they're in my backyard now <laughs> to get me out of snow. No, not my house yeah. particularly, but in my in my area here. What so. was it, like six or eight feet of snow? Some crazy oh, yeah. amount of snow. I mean, I had some guys, some friends call, uh, hey, uh, guess what? I can't even see out of my front window, which is about oh. 10 foot high oh because, uh, yeah, it's just dumped and dumped and dumped, especially the, the southern tier. And so well, it was so exciting to see these guys. And some of them are like from down south, and they're going, wow, look at all this white <laughs> They've stuff never here. Seen snow before. <laughs> I remember talking to one of the guys from Kentucky, saying, Steve, man, it snows like crazy <laughs> up here. Oh, man. But hey, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, snowstorms, wherever God opens the door, it's always about being the hands and feet of Jesus. Hey, you ready for Christmas? Am I ready? Yeah. You, well, I always feel like I, I'm, I'm 
second guess or the second look at my list again and what okay. do I what do I need to do? So I feel yeah, I feel good this year. It's a different year. It uh, is a different so year. So we've we started planning a little bit earlier. Good. Um just to, you know, change some things, keep some things, maintain some things. So sure. it's there's some what of normalcy there. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. How about you? Do you get Yeah, no, you, oh, you're yeah. running all over every place and how do you <laughs> All of our kids are coming home for Christmas. So we oh, have great. one one of our our daughter and her her new husband. Okay. The original husband. It wasn't like she replaced Wait, that husband. I was just going to say, yeah, it's, right. it's only been a long, short <laughs> right. period of time. No, no, she's only been married since October, um, still finishing up her, her schoolwork. But they'll be coming home from Tennessee, and my son and his wife uh, are coming in from Ohio. So I don't know why they picked us to hang out with New or Christmas Eve and Christmas. Oh, but uh, we're really looking awesome. forward to having everyone together, all five of them, plus two. So there's well, you're, nine you're, of us. Listen, you're, I watch you throughout these years. You're an awesome dad. You, uh, you've got an awesome wife. And the kids just, they love you. They just... They, they well, love to hang out with you. I've kind. seen you do some crazy we things with them. We have fun. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what. We have some fun, and, and we're spontaneous. We'll probably do a little <laughs> skiing. and So um, I have to check my health insurance before I go skiing because yeah. I need those slopes. Go. We're not young anymore, are no we? No broken legs on this no, trip. I no, I hear you. Hey, welcome to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I'm Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. I want to thank American Family Radio Broadcasting. It's the 190-some cities across America and our host station, WDCX, up in Buffalo, West in New York, Southern Ontario for recording this and helping us make this happen. Today we're going to be talking, uh, we want to hear some God-sized stories from the mission field. And one of the leaders of 8 Days of Hope, we have 160 volunteer leaders. His name is Bruce Swires. He lives in Florida. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how do you coordinate uh, leaders to leave on a minute's notice? How do you order food so we can provide food to the volunteers on a minute's notice? And just the craziness of the organized chaos that happens the first 24 hours <laughs> organized after chaos. a disaster. Have you ever heard that word, organized chaos? Not that they'll soup it together, but I understand <laughs> it totally after going on these trips. But the organization, most people, when they walk away, they say, how do you get this done? Yeah. And we're all shaking our heads going, the Lord yeah, helped me. <laughs> man, we're not that smart, but he, right. he's got it all figured out. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, can't wait till we come back. We'll be talking to Bruce Suarez again. You're listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We partner with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros, we rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope on this chilly December morning. Uh, just literally 20 days from Christmas, Mike. Oh. I looked at the calendar and I thought, December 5th, where did the fall go? You just took the words out of my mouth. How did we where get did here so quick? I was just uh, cutting grass and enjoying the, the – we had an awfully awful – uh, that's not the right word. We had a real hot summer here. We did. And, up uh, up to, in, in New York it, State. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, to see that switch that, that quick. <laughs> but it it's Christmas time. Love it. It did switch. Mike, as you know, we've been so busy with hurricanes the last, uh, what, 90 days. And even though – the snow starting to fall in some parts of the country. There are still some areas of the country uh, licking their wounds and trying to figure mm. out how do we move forward. And sure. you know, one of our leaders who have really helped us, especially this year. This is our busiest year ever. Mm-hmm. I think our busiest year before this year is uh, like six or seven disasters. Okay. But I think this year we end up hitting nine or maybe even ten right. uh, during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this gentleman right now, Bruce Swires, calling in from Florida. Hey, Bruce. Good morning. How are you, my man? Hey, doing all right. Thank you for joining us, Bruce. So, you know, Bruce, it's been a crazy year with disasters, and and you always haven't been a part of the Eight Days of Hope family. So, um, you know what? Before we even get there, um, give us a little bit about who you are, what you do uh, for your real job, right? A little bit about your family, and then we'll talk about your experience of how you were introduced to Eight Days of Hope. So let's start right on the personal side. Sure. Um, so originally, actually, from Western New York, from Buffalo area. Uh, family grew up there. That's uh, where I met my wife. My wife and I got married up there. And when my son was uh, two years old, we actually moved to Florida for a corporate reload. Uh, family was real strong in the printing industry, and we opened up a facility down here for publications and direct mail. And I uh, had two more. My two daughters were both uh, Floridians. And although we've we left uh, 22 years ago, we're still very connected with the uh, friends and folks there in Western New York and, and multiple arms, multiple ministries up there. Well, Bruce, uh, uh, well, actually, let me address this to Steve first. You got to see his Facebook post, you know, because there's always a nice beach, a nice setting, and I'm yeah, sitting there in the middle. Bruce. Yeah, he rubs it into us guys <laughs> digging out of some snow. They, thanks for the encouragement, Bruce. <laughs> oh, Bruce. So, so you're relocated the printing business down there. I remember when you were in Western New York with that business and uh, how has business, does Glenn, your brother still work with you? Is it a family operated business now? We we actually divested our family business a number of years back. Um, we all went in different directions. Um, okay. I took about six months off and actually at, at that time helped develop uh, what was then Kingdom Bound Ministries of Florida, where we actually produced uh, some music festivals down here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the industry pulled me back in. So I've been uh, working in the sales side of the industry uh, ever since. So for those around the country, if you're listening today in Ohio or Iowa, and you're like, what's Kingdom Bound? It's a Christian music festival. It's at a Six Flags amusement park in New York. Mm-hmm. It's going on year number 34, 35, right 34, around there. 34. I know that this past year, like every festival in America, uh, kind of called a timeout due to COVID. Um, so you're, a, you know, you're in the printing business, Bruce. You're traveling back to New York State even after you move because you're a leader at Kingdom Bound. Uh, what do you do at Kingdom Bound? Let, let's let's go there before we go to the Eight Days of Hope part. Sure. Uh, so I I oversee production. Uh, it's something I've been in since day one. Uh, been with working with Kingdom Bound Ministries uh, all 34 years. And basically oversee production, coordinate the volunteers, uh, audio, lighting, video, uh, really, uh, I should 
careful what I say with the video, basically bring in the video walls and various things. And then we have separate teams that take care of everything. But, you know, my job really is to support the teams that make it happen. And Mike, you know, this is a festival that Mm -hmm. brings in, you know, 45, 50, 55,000 people plus every single year. Uh, Bruce is on his game, Mike. Well, I'll tell you, uh, (laughs) I managed a worship tent also since it started, turned it over recently to the Brothers McClurg. But whenever we were, this is what you would hear, Bruce! Bruce, we need, we need. And there was Bruce coming up on his cart. You know, we get on the radio and sure. uh, he always had that peaceful, calm smile, but got us what we needed when we needed it. So, it And was, it's it's hard to rile you up, Bruce. So Bruce and I have now, Mike, have worked together. Uh, we work at the PAC or the main stage yes. where the, uh, you know, the For King and Countries and Casting Crowns and Hillsong Unitas, you know, they play. Yeah. Um, and, and he met, I mean, he does he does everything, to be honest with you. But <laughs> the front of the house is the area that I manage, and and I don't know if I've ever seen you really ever razzled up, Bruce. You, do you get razzled up, or you you always this? I mean, I could come to you and say, "Hey, Bruce, this, 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 and this." Just want to keep in the loop. You're like, "Oh, okay, no problem." You know, God's got this, and you're like, "What do you mean, God's got this? Come on, man!" That's uh, Bruce. Do you always stay so cool? Uh, my, my, my family would probably say otherwise, but I try to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eight days of hope. So you're you're helping uh, Europe. You know, you're in the printing business. You live in Florida. You're helping out with the Christian Music Festival in New York. How did you get introduced to Eight Days of Hope, and maybe share an experience that you know serving with them, either in you know Buffalo or anywhere around. You know, anything that you've doing. Or, you know, how'd you meet, and maybe share an experience of something you're doing with them. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's. It's one of those things. Excuse me. One of those things with uh, my relationship with Fred Caserta back in in the days. Um, Fred and I were very very close friends, and I had actually met you uh, through through Fred and working with the uh, Kingdom Out. Um, it was after Hurricane Katrina had hit. I knew you had lived down in Mississippi, and I had reached out to Fred saying, "Oh my God, have you heard from Steve? Is everything okay?" Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, he, he lives you know well north of there, but you know he's got some things going." And, you know, we'll keep tabs on them, see what we can do to help. And I was like, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Um, you know, over time, I began seeing and hearing about Eight Days of Hope. And, and, you know, for a short time, we actually lived in Nashville. And, you know, we used to sit there and watch, um, was it the Extreme Home Makeover? And, you know, I'd be sitting there, literally tears running down my eyes, saying, you know, this, is, this should be the church. This church should be doing this. We need to be out there. We need to be doing this. So it's always, you know, from back in, gosh, 2008, 2009 time frame, it's always been something that's been on my heart to do and to be a part of. And, uh, you know, over time, the doors have opened up. My relationship with, you know, with Steve has, has developed over the years. Uh, and it's just opened those doors to be involved and, and to help out in areas. Um, so it's been a, a slow process to get fully involved, but it's been something that has been very close and dear to my heart to be a part of. Uh, for for a good number of years. So, Bruce, actually, the first time I saw you on a trip was in Buffalo, when they uh, we did some work up here. Was that your first engagement with uh, working with the ministry? What was your first trip? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> actual hands on, um, getting involved in in on site. Yes, Buffalo was was one of the first. Uh, I had an opportunity where. Uh, <laughs> As life would have it, uh, the company I was with did some restructuring and had offered a buyout package. Mm. I suddenly found myself with a lot of time on my hands. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this one for God. Mm. 
got on an airplane, flew up to Buffalo, and just absorbed, tried to be a sponge. You know, what, what are the needs? What can you do? What can I help with? How do I leverage the experience I have in my life to, to help the team perform better, do whatever, I, whether it's a mop or a bulldozer or whatever. Uh, and, and in the end, it wound up being with the feeding team, which is something I've always enjoyed doing. And, and the feeding team was looking for some folks to, to step in and help and be a part of the, the team effort of grooming up uh, team leaders. Uh, as you can imagine, everybody's volunteers. And when you have a season like this year where you've got hmm. event after event yeah, after sure. event, folks tend to get tired. So we want to develop that team. And I was like, man, I could do that. Let, let, let me in. I'll, I'll help. Uh, so that's really the transition over time of how I got uh, more extensively involved. You know, what's interesting, Mike, is that when um, Bruce, now again, here's a guy who's in the printing business. Mm-hmm. He has some production management experience through a Christian Skills, music festival right. called Kingdom Bound. He mentioned Fred Caserta. He's the founder of Kingdom Bound. And and here he is at Eight Days of Hope saying, I'm willing to be used wherever because this is who Bruce is. I mean, yep. I've, I've seen the guy because I've been with him, you know, cleaning a bathroom, you know, when no one's around because if that has to happen, you know, you just do what you got to do. He, he's a true servant leader. Right. I mean, you know, you can read those books from John Maxwell. They're good ones. Well, but, you know, to me, I, I love seeing it in action. This is who Bruce is. And, and, and now God has him coming to Buffalo because God's, you know, restructuring his life, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, right, through, through, through the business world or because of the business world. And he ends up in the feeding area. Now, when Bruce joined the team, we had one feeding leader, <laughs> one person. And this guy's a great guy. Yeah. But, you know, we've learned in the world that when all of your eggs are in one crate, if that crate spills over, You're because usually Mike or Steve knock it over by accident, <laughs> um, you know, now what? And I think as of today, Bruce, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have maybe six or even seven, maybe even eight people now who've been trained to lead our feeding teams. And, and yeah, that, and I'm, not sure that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry Bruce. No, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was going to say, I believe we have eight and, and we're continuing to uh, put the call out where we want, you know, we'd love to have more people get involved. So let's stop there. And I know Mike, you, you probably got something for him, but let's stop there. So if you're out there listening today and you're in the middle of Kentucky or Tennessee, you're driving down the road and, and, and you're a cook or a chef, or you've worked in the food preparation side of the world, I haven't, but but thankfully many have. Uh, we need you. It's that simple. Come join us. It's free. Um, you show up. We'll train you. Um, you can serve for as little as a week at a time when you're a feeding manager. You can serve as long as three weeks at a time. Maybe you're semi-retired, retired, you own restaurants. Uh, boy, oh boy, we need you. Email us at info at 8daysofhope.com. Say, hey, I heard about that feeding opportunity, and I'd like to have another conversation. We'd like to talk to you. But, Mike, you've seen these people lead in the feeding. These are people who make food for as many as 4,000 people. Absolutely. And as little as 30 people. Uh, you'll have to correct me on the on the hours, but don't they get up like three or four in the morning? No, no don't tell that to the listeners because they won't sign up, Mike. Well, well, no, but, right. but it's, no, no, it, right. it's a happy no, three or four. It, it is. <laughs> they, they go to bed earlier. So, so Bruce, <laughs> how do you do that? So, so like right now, we were in Louisiana. We had seven hundred people serve with us over a four or five week span down in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, because of Hurricane Laura, and then or Delta, and then Laura, or vice versa, and then. Our rebuilding trips down in Houston after Harvey, where we took 4,692 people for 15 days, and our food bill was $161,000. How do you ramp up and ramp down? What what kind of a process can a guy like you develop? Um, 
a crazy one. So <laughs> yeah, I guess. Together, uh, you know, everything's scalable. You know, that, that's kind of where the business side comes in. You know, you, you look at what we what we have in front of us. So we can create a baseline menu that is good for five to seven days. And you figure most of your volunteers transition over duration of a trip. Um, so we build a, a, a repeatable menu. Sometimes we give some flexibility to add a little bit of flair, but we try to be very disciplined in the menu that we put together. And then we make it scalable. Uh, we've got you know systems put in place that we built where we just plug in the numbers that uh, the home office gives us or what we have for each day, and it automatically calculates how much we need and allows us to prepare and be ready to go. And you know, once you're on site, get those ovens going, whether you're doing one tray or 30 trays, it's still trays. And we just keep going and scale up, scale down. And it gives us the flexibility. So if the beginning of event, we have 30, but then we scale up to 250 and then back down to 40 at the end, we can do that. So it's just something that we've been able to do. It's a disciplinary process. We have some great suppliers that work with us and support us. And it's, it's, you know, I hate to say scalability is, is part of the process, but that's exactly what it is. And Steve, is this the same Bruce Swires that we knew from Kingdom Bound? <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing the side of you, yeah. Bruce, that is so, so amazing. I'm not surprised because you've always served so well at Kingdom Bound, but to, to hear this business side of you like this, it's it's clicking. I mean, I'm. Yeah. So so let me dumb it down for guys like me. Because, <laughs> uh, so really, what, what so when a disaster hits, Mike, okay. we, we want to be there within a day or two, three days tops, the regular volunteers. Sure. Our leaders go there very quickly. And, and we need to order food, and we can't spend hours figuring out where do we order it from and what do we order, what cook is going. And so the team, with Bruce's help, his leadership, they developed a seven-day menu that we know that we can duplicate. So say we're in Jennings, we're we're in Lake Charles, Louisiana for five weeks. We can do a seven-day menu five times with some flexibility, like like Bruce mentioned. But now it's simple. When they order from our, our, our food distributor, and, and, and have that truck on the way while you're on your way, it, it just makes it as simple as easy, you know as possible. Because to his point, if you have 200 people there the first day, yes, you need 200 pieces of meat or 400 pieces of meat if you're getting two pieces. If you have 30 people, you'll need 60 people, and you know, 60 pieces. And so the spreadsheet that he's developed. Oh, wow. See, you didn't even know about this. No, I didn't. I'm... You're over here shaking his head. Bruce, if you should have seen him, he kept on like shaking his head and mouthing words to me, and, you know, playing with his beard and like he couldn't believe well, it. it if I, we're on radio, so obviously we can't see him. He's, in, he's on a phone on Florida. If I didn't know the voice, I'd say, is this a real Bruce here? <laughs> Great work, Bruce. Great work. Yeah. And so not, not only is it efficient, but it also... Um, we're, we're being good stewards of the resources sure. that God sends our way. So when people donate to Eight Days of Hope, all of our fixed costs are covered. And so if you donate $100 to help out with hurricane relief, all $100 is spent on hurricane relief. So we don't want to waste food. Right. We don't want to waste supplies. Right. And so to Bruce's uh, credit and some of our other team members, uh, they've developed a, a, a solid plan. Um, Bruce, has it been hard? I mean, this is new for us. We've been around 15 years. This month is our 15-year anniversary. Has it been hard for you? Because you kind of are a newer leader, but you bring some skill sets that we haven't seen before. Um, what's it been like the last three months? Um, it, it's been a learning experience. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's something where uh, kind of coming into it a, a little bit blind, but having some ideas. Um, I, I try to 
take uh, the opinion and the emotion out of it and try to be very specific in what we're doing. So in, in a business world, uh, what you're producing is irrelevant. It's how you produce it. So I'm trying to take the skill sets that I've learned in my lifetime over the years and apply them here and, and try to make it systematic and more refined. And, and again, it's a learning curve, but having the ability for anybody now on the team to take this uh, system that we developed and plug in the numbers, create a menu and place an order while the other teams are in their cars driving to an event uh, is a huge time saver. It takes a lot of stress and anxiety off the team, team leaders going into the event. And the coordination is so that when they get there, they're there about 8 to 12 hours before the tractor trailer backs in with all the food on it. And, and then our cook trailers come in. So the, the goal is to be able to put everything together, get up and running, and start feeding out the gate. And it, like I say, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but it's been a blast. I've so much, I've had so much fun doing it. I, Bruce, I see the management end of things. Um, like say in Buffalo, on the grounds. Now you, you got volunteers coming that want to help. At that point, there that probably aren't as trained or as efficient, uh, knowledgeable about it. So how do you do? You manage those folks either. Like I see all the ladies coming out, you know, bringing out food when something's you know emptied, and so how do you coordinate that? So, you know, one of the things that has been put together by the team is is really a structure, um, being able to have that feeding leader oversee on site. So, you know, in other words, once we get up and running, uh, you know, the, the baton is handed to the feeding leader to oversee those crews on site, and that, that may change. And ultimately, they report to the, the overall response leader. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm here as a backup. I'm here to support them and do whatever they need. Uh, from a back office perspective, uh, but you know these folks—they're—they're they're taking the ball, they're running with it, they're being the leaders on site, and you know we train. We we want to take folks with a willing heart and bring them up to speed and help them uh, put together a program, perhaps in their own area down the road. You know, uh, my thought is there's no greater joy than to put yourself out of a job. Uh, constantly be training your folks up so that there's that scalability. Everybody steps up a couple levels. I'm out. Let me go on to the next adventure kind of a thing. Um, having that, that thought process applied here is we want the feeding leaders to come in. We want to train them up. We want new recruits to come in. We want to train them up and, and really just develop some great core teams that they then could take that, those learning experiences back to their home churches, to their communities, and really just be a development arm of the ministry. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I'm Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fialum, co-host. And we're talking to Bruce Swires. He's one of the leaders of the ministry. He he spends a lot of time helping us uh, figure out how to feed the volunteers. 40,000 volunteers now uh, have served with Eight Days of Hope, or roughly, just a little bit under that. And um, we, we jokingly call sometimes eight pounds of hope because we eat pretty good. <laughs> we eat real good. And, and, and I'll tell you, that the, the people that work in these kitchens, uh, you're right, Mike, for breakfast, you know, we eat at six. 6.30 in the morning, and, and they're up at 4.30, you sure. know, working away, and uh, they do it with smiles on their faces. And I know we got to take a break, Mike, and, and you've been at many, many events, and you walk through the lines. I mean, think about Houston mm-hmm. when you're feeding 4,600 people. You know, you're talking about making 6,000 sandwiches, you know, in, in the morning for the volunteers to take with them. The logistics behind sure. ordering the food preparing the food, and presenting the food, keeping it safe and fresh. I mean, it's a full-time opportunity for volunteers. Well, due to guys like Bruce and, uh, you know, Dave Fisher also, Mm. and uh, just the organization they have, I mean, that was like clockwork. 
I mean, you talk about that number of people going to a say even a dinner line, and by the way, the food's excellent too. It's it's not just it it's not excellent. camp food. You know? It is. Excellent. I tell you, I was down in Louisiana, down in Jennings, and uh, uh, oh my gosh, yeah. some of these Southern cooks with the uh, some of these uh, not only ladies, these gentlemen. I, I, this one guy down there, he was making it happen, brother. I'm telling you. And I was going down there thinking I'm going to cut back on my carbs this week, but uh, uh, <laughs> no way. I, I made up for on the sweets because I have some good stuff down there. But the, the, it's just a well-oiled uh, wheel. I mean, everybody's uh, – and then, like in Houston, when the numbers got big and big and bigger uh, – other volunteers stepped up the moment yeah. and they showed them yeah. how to get some stuff done. You were serving too. I remember you serving. I oh, served a little bit. I did that so I could lick my fingers in between <laughs> serving because that, that stuff was pretty good down there. Hey, we need to take a break, but we're so thankful that you've joined us here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We want to remind you that Tuesday, just in three days, December 8th, we are going to do our first ever town hall 30-minute meeting where you are going to hear things that the world doesn't know about 80s Hope moving forward in 2021. And you want to call in at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. And you'll also be given an opportunity to text a question. It's going to be live. It's going to, um, who knows what happens when things are live, right, Mike? Oh, okay. watch it, watch it. Uh, I'm going to give you I'll a number. I'll be the moderator. Yeah, no, there, I'm no, here, yeah, you'd be a good moderator. Um, but at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, just call in to this number, 888 231 5462. 888 231 5462. We're going to share some exciting news specifically. On that call, so uh, we'll tell tell you a little bit more about our our newest arm, where we provide hope by building facilities for those rescued from sex trafficking. We're going to talk a little bit more about our our, our ministry in the Midwest and Cedar Rapids, and um, also a little bit more about the vision moving forward for the ministry. So that's Tuesday, December eighth. Call eight 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 two three one five four six two, and that's our uh, town hall. Uh, meeting. We're excited about that. Hey, when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking to Bruce Swires. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiella. Mike, it is Christmas season. Oh, yes, and our, it is. And our friends for mm-hmm. King and Country. Love uh, love I love this new song, Drummer yes. Boy. Oh, um, check out the video, Mike. Have you seen the video yet? It's on I, YouTube. No, I don't. Yeah, they just come out with a brand new video. It's great. And there's a little boy drumming, leading Joel and Luke for King and Country oh, to, I'm not going to tell the listeners, but to a cool ending scene. But the little drummer boy is Luke's son. Oh my! Yes, little I, tidbit I, of information there. I, I'm going right now to look at that. No, 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 you can't. We got the show, man. Okay, I'll finish show. the show first. Uh, but <laughs> something about the drummer boy, the way those guys do it. Yeah, they love their drums, don't they? Oh, they do, and they just do it with excellence. I and mean, that family is a musical, musical family. For they sure. are. They are. Just won uh, Dove Award, uh, maybe Artist of the Year or Band of the Year, but they won one of the big awards at the Dove Awards. But hey, welcome back to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber. Yes, I love the drummer boy. Uh, I'm hanging out with the drummer boy, Mike Fiel. <laughs> Right next to me. Do you play the drums? It was my first instrument. It was. Sixth grade, and I played oh, a good number of years, okay. almost until I got married then. Because you're a guitar guy. I know you yeah. play guitar. Yeah. Well, cool. Guitar's my thing, yeah. We're hanging out with Bruce Swires. Bruce is one of the 160 leaders of Eight Days of Hope. We travel the country and help people after natural disasters. Bruce has really helped us to ramp up our feeding side of things. You know, we feed the volunteers really well, and we even sometimes feed the families we're serving and the community as well so bruce thanks again for joining us appreciate that um so you you start bringing your your gifts that you've learned in the corporate world either in management or organizational or as you said you know ramping up a menu or scaling up give the listeners an idea if they're, if they're intrigued by possibly volunteering with us and and help out in the kitchen to possibly feed hundreds of people at one time uh, why don't you share with the listeners some of the duties of those that work in the kitchen and um, maybe prepare what, what a day looks like for them? Sure. Um, you know, so structurally, we, we've got obviously the, the feeding leader, and then part of that team includes really, you know, the, uh, the usual prep lines. If you can imagine a, a restaurant or a catering event. You've got your leader, your head chef, and you've got some prep folks. But then you also have the servants out on the floor who are working the buffet lines, doing cleanup, uh, overseeing the salad bars and dessert lines and beverages. Uh, It's a team effort, um, you know, and and that team could be, you know, anywhere from 12 to 30 people that are needed to put together a meal. Uh, you know, you think about the menu, and, and as you had mentioned, uh, lunches you have to put together. You know, anywhere from 500 to 6,000 sandwiches you have to put together an assembly line. So you, you've got folks that oversee that, and then you've got the folks that have to put those things together. So it's it's really a, a huge team effort. We need folks of all you know abilities that are willing to come in and, and be a part of that, and and just you know come as a, a servant leader to say, hey. What do you need? 
How can I help? Mm. And that's really the team structure that we've we've been able to put together. And, you know, really God's put it together. It's, it's an amazing team. Uh, you start out early in the morning with breakfast. It leads right into lunch and then go right into dinner prep um, and, and serving and then <laughs> bedtime and do it all over again. And it's a blast. Wow. So, Bruce, let's expound on that a little bit. You use the term uh, servant leader. Uh, what does that what does that mean to you, servant leader? Uh, you know, it's to me, it, it's whatever whatever needs to be done. I mean, it, it, it's that age old thing. You walk in and say, "How can I help? What do you need?" It, it doesn't matter to me what that need is. Just tell me how I can help you and the organization. Um, you know, it's it's something that. It can be a, a leadership position. It could be you know, uh, someone that has to do janitorial services, taking out the trash or sweeping floors or cleaning tables. Um, it's just coming with a, uh, a servant's heart, willing to do whatever it takes, because ultimately we're all in this together to serve one, yes. you know, you know, one purpose. Uh, you know, growing up, there was always that thing in our home church up in Buffalo, one people, one call to heal the brokenhearted. And, and mm-hmm. if that still to this day is not true to my heart, uh, it's, it's doing whatever is needed to make the event happen. You know, and we've seen this, Mike, for 15 years. And again, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, this month, uh, in two weeks, will be our 15th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. This past year, Mike, in 2020, uh, about 2,500 volunteers served about 30,000 families across wow. the country. Incredible. In the name of Jesus, for free. You're talking about you know building homes and 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 doing COVID testing and tarping roofs and building safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. And every volunteer, when they show up, we give them a safe place to sleep. Uh, we have shower trailers so they get a hot shower trailer and a clean shower. And we feed them really well. And mm. because of people like Bruce, uh, the body of Christ comes together with our sure. different gifts, Mike. Mm. And and God is glorified. Absolutely. And, you know, Bruce said something uh, early in, in, in the show, was, um, and he just said it again. How can I help the team? It's not about me. It's yeah. not about – it's how can we – where do I fit to use my gifts to, to serve? And, and, and that's what I love yeah. about Bruce, and sure. that's what I love about the other 159 leaders, including yourself, is because whatever it takes. I've seen, you know, we always preach, you know, not preach, Gumby, but for those of us who are older mm-hmm. and remember that Gumby <laughs> character, that cartoon character, yeah. that green guy that stretches, I mean, you have to be flexible when you serve on a missions trip with thousands of volunteers after a disaster. Nothing goes according to plan. Nothing. Every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. There's changes and surprises. But I've said this many times, Mike. True leaders are, are true leaders are exposed or or shine brightly, uh, not when things are going great, but mm, when things aren't going sure. well. How do they handle the adverse situations? How do we handle if the food truck? isn't going to show up for three hours because it broke down. Mm. Can they very quickly come up with a solution instead of complaining? Oh, my gosh, can you believe this? This is ridiculous. I mean, that's not our fault. No, come up with a solution to find a way to safely feed these volunteers. And Bruce and the team do that time and time and time time again. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I I was thinking this past week, and, and it's interesting, we're talking about leadership today. And Bruce made alluded to this. I wrote this little thing down. It's not about me being the leader. It's about me leading people to become leaders. 
Ooh. And then say that again, brother. Come on, okay. that's good. It's and this a, is free, people. So get your pens out and write because this is a good one. I, mean, I can't take an offering no, after come this. On, no, man. I'm come kidding. On, come on. No, it, really, it, it's not about me being the leader. It, it's me leading people to become leaders. Mm. And then I just put a little quote: uh, "Raising up leaders is what we, we we need to be doing." And Bruce made mention that. Steve, you do that all the time. But uh, you know, it, it, it's. The joy that you're going to have when you Amen. pass the buck, and or, or not that you're leaving or anything like that, but when you're in the midst of watching somebody do it even better because they're taking their ideas, their creativity sure. that you triggered an interest with, and uh, it's and they're doing it better than, than I could do it. I love it. I love it. Bruce, um, we only have a minute left, but moving forward with Eight Days of Hope, um, you know, again, you're part of the Eight Days of Hope family now, and people are starting to get to know you, and you're bringing some unique gifts to the table, and you excite me because you, you're challenging me as well, some of the areas that maybe we haven't played in or, or know a lot about. Um, you're bringing some of those gifts to the table. Um, lastly, speak to the listener. If, if they're out there and they're thinking about joining Eight Days of Hope in 2021 as we love and serve the brokenhearted, uh, why don't you go ahead and do a, a two, three minute, do a two minute sales pitch on, on why someone should join the family? Uh, you know, it, it's everybody wants to do something. The question is what? So, you know, when you, when you look at an organization like Eight Days of Hope and, and the feeding teams and, and the crews out on the field, um, you don't have to be a roofer but you can support the roofers. You don't have to be the chef, but you can support the chef. You know, everybody has a place. God put it on your heart to get involved. So, you know, take action and and step up and and come on in and and help. Uh, Is it going to be at times uh, tiring? Yes. You know, one of the things I I like to do when I bring on some new folks at Kingdom Bound and, and I hope I'm okay with mentioning a name, but sure. a brother that I absolutely love, Ray Jacobus, his first year with Kingdom Bound, I brought him up to the edge of the stage. I said, when this event's over, you're going to be tired, you're going to be burned out, you want to throw in the towel and never come back. But I want you to look down here. I want you to see those 400 kids that just came forward, because you are every bit as responsible for their salvation yes. as the man who delivered the message. Don't ever forget that. That's what getting involved. That's what servant leadership is. That's the type attitude that we need. We need people to understand that they're part of the process. It's not the person delivering the message. It's not the person who's putting the roof on. It's us collectively a team serving the brokenhearted and being a part of it and making a difference in the world, making a difference in those people's lives. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people that are saying, how can I help? And then we, we put take their skill set and we put them to, to work. And don't ever think you don't have a skill set. Everybody has a skill set. Maybe there you it go. needs to be developed. Amen. Maybe it needs to come out. Amen. Maybe we just need to turn the light on and show you. Amen. That's what we're here for. That's what we want to do. Dude, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're our new spokesman. <laughs> Steve just lost his job. There you go. Oh, my god. Man, goodness. I appreciate you so much, Bruce. I appreciate your heart. I love working with you at Kingdom Bound. And, um, you know, we I think we work well together. But even if we didn't work well together, I love what, and we do, but I love watching you, how you handle yourself during the ups and downs of, of leading in ministry. And you've brought so much to the, the team here at Eight Days of Hope. And normally, Mike, I ask you to pray for our, our, our guests, but Mike, if you don't mind i'd like to pray for bruce oh, please do because yes. um, yes. i love him i love his family and um yeah let's let's pray father we thank you so much for bruce yes i thank you for his heart mm-hmm. i thank you father how he's such a humble leader 
he's always been humbled as long as I've known him, Father. And I just thank you that your timing, finally, Lord, after all these years, Lord, we thank you and rejoice that he is part of the leadership team now of Eight Days of Hope. He brings a unique perspective, Father. You've wired him differently, and he's so gifted. I pray that today, if someone heard Bruce share his passion to serve the brokenhearted, that they too would be drawn to you. Uh, Father, also to maybe even Eight Days of Hope here in 2021. But Father, I want to lift up Bruce and his business, Lord. I know that during COVID, a lot of things are changing. I know the printing business is under attack, Lord. And and Lord, I just pray a blessing that out of nowhere, orders come in, Father, Mm -hmm. uh, that he can't explain but only give you the credit. Be with his family during this holiday season. I know, Lord, that um, they're not all in one town. Uh, Be with them, Lord, as they prepare to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you for Bruce. Thank you for his passion for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. You did great, and um, can't wait to talk to you again here down the road a little bit. And uh, Go Bills! Can I say that national radio? (laughs) Bruce is a Bills fan. Anyways, all right, Bruce. God bless you, brother. (laughs) Bruce Swire is one of the 160 leaders of Eight Days of Hope, and he does bring a lot of interesting things because I know, you know, you're a board member of Eight Days of Hope, and, right. and of course, you, you know, you don't know every detail that, of, of how things happen because so much is going on. Sure. But he has developed a system that literally we just put a number and we put 61 or 134 or okay. 694 in the menu that the team orchestrate or put together. It tells you what to buy from our food distributor, mm. the quantities. See, that blows in, in me instant, away. In an instant. <laughs> it's incredible. And it blows me away that it's coming from Bruce Sawyer's. I've known really? this guy for years. You didn't years. know that. Never, I mean, he comes into the uh, the worship center, one of the, right. like you said, he was a production manager. And just calm, cool, collected, what do you need? <laughs> the team servant leader. He's got a mind that's just, it's yeah. a whiz to put a system together like yes. that. That's yes. intelligence yes. and practical how-tos on, I mean, Wow. And it's fun for me. I've been leaning on him a little bit during our growth, and he's helped me with some projects. And um, so so it's it's been good. And I love how God continues to expand the leadership team of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, so thankful um, for, for him and so many others. So maybe today you, you are encouraged about what you heard, and you want to be a part of Eight Days of Hope. Go to the website, eightdaysofhope.com. Just submit your email address. It's that simple. We aren't going to blow up your email, I promise you. But we'll let you know wherever we go, uh, when we're going, and how you can get involved. Sure. I know it's unique, unique season with COVID, even though I believe we can all see some light at the end of the tunnel. But 2020 has been our busiest year ever. We serve tens of thousands of people safely. Uh, thousands of volunteers have traveled the country. We've changed the way we've done ministry because of COVID. But I'm thankful to say, Mike, not one time on any trip did we have to adjust or shut down because somebody got sick. That's and that's just God's God's hand of protection. Absolutely. It's incredible because, you know, you go to these events and, sure, it's a big concern. But we're taking all the precautions. We're following all the rules in the different areas that we're in. And people are accepting those rules. And that's another expression of, of servant leadership. You follow the rules, and you're down there to, to serve and love and help people. 
If you've ever donated to 8 Days of Hope, you can do that on our website, 8daysofhope.com. Year-end giving is very important to us. We just came out with our first annual report in 15 years. If you want to see a a 12-page document and and meet some of the families we've we've served, meet some of the volunteers, just see some of these God-sized stories, just email us at info at 8daysofhope.com and say, hey, I want an annual report. We'll mail it to you. Uh, No pressure. Just love to have you. Um, see what uh, what God is doing. And Mike, you want to tell them again about this town hall meeting, which is happening Tuesday, December 8th. That's just three days from now. Uh, give them information about that. Yeah, please. it's a town hall meeting, and it's just, it's going to be an exciting time to get the new, not, I want to say new, but the vision, and, and some new things will be announced uh, during that time. It's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 uh, Central. The number is 888-231-5462. But you call in, and you can actually text in some of your questions too it's going to be the first we've done this but very explosive with great information about eight days of hope and if you volunteer with eight days open the past or have donated you will be getting the annual report later next week it'll be in the mail and it's our first ever and we're really excited uh, to uh, to to show um, again you what God has done sure. this amazing year. You know, in October, Mike, two point one million dollars of food was distributed to multiple churches in multiple states. Uh, we worked through the local church to serve communities this year. We've responded to nine natural disasters. We've rebuilt or built three safe houses for those rescued from sex mm. trafficking. It's not about works. I'll say this though, Mike, the body of Christ in a very tough year showed up in a big way. They did, they did, they did. But I got a question for you. How do you sleep at night <laughs> with everything going so many different directions? No, brother. We're going to take some time off between Christmas and New Year. So please, Lord, no disasters oh, yes. that week. Hey, Mike, I know we're coming to a close. Thank you again, brother, for uh, for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I love spending the time with you and the listeners. And it's just a, and I love the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. I've been on so many trips that I come back a different person every time. For more information about the ministry, check us out on Facebook. Instagram or Twitter again for year end donations please 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 we, we want to buy some additional heavy equipment some bobcats and bucket trucks and, and pickup trucks so please go to 8daysofhope.com 8daysofhope.com but until next Saturday we hope you have a great week my name's Steve hanging out with Mike you've been listening to Hope Reigns a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.